0: Lilo Alexander Calypso sat in her cell and waited for morning. She still had not decided if she could bear to mount those lonely stairs. A year ago, when it hadn't been so goddamn imminent, it had been easy to be brave. Now she could see that her bravado had come from the deep inner conviction that no one would actually kill her. But she had had plenty of time to think. Gas chamber. Gallows. Electric chair, stake, firing squad. Hang by the neck till you're dead, 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 and may God recycle your soul. Imaginative as those devices had been, they had an extremely simple purpose. They were intended to stop a human heart from beating. Later, the criterion for determining death was brain activity. That was no longer enough. The sad fact was that it was no longer possible to kill someone and be absolutely sure the person would not show up again. Lilo's execution in the morning was therefore largely symbolic, from the viewpoint of society. From Lilo's viewpoint, it was much more than that. She was toying with an idea she had entertained only once before in her life, six months earlier, just before her stay of execution. She was thinking of committing suicide. "'And why not?' she asked herself, a little startled when she realized she had said it aloud. "'Why not, indeed?' A few years earlier, she could have given a thousand reasons why not. She had been in her early fifties, still young, with her life stretching endlessly in front of her. But now she was fifty-seven, and suddenly ancient. Soon she would be dead. Dead. You can't get any more ancient than that. Physically, Lilo was twenty-five. It was a popular age to be, and though Lilo did not like to ape popular trends... She had never felt good looking any older than that. Her body was largely her own, with a few surgical modifications. Her hair was light brown. Her eyes were set far apart to accommodate a wide, slightly flat nose. She was tall and slim, and it suited her. Her one vanity was her legs. She had added ten centimeters to her leg bones, making her 2.2 meters tall, slightly above average height. She wore fine brown hair, like chinchilla, from midway down her calves to the tops of her feet. She got up and restlessly paced the room. What amazed her was that, once she had accepted that she was going to die, suicide began to seem like an attractive possibility. The state of Luna did not care if she killed herself. She was going to the hole in the morning, dead or alive. No attempt had been made to clear her cell of harmful tools. The tool she was examining now was a knife. It was a lovely thing. Stainless steel, mirror bright. It had a symmetry of lines she found appealing. Cross-hatched grooves wound around the handle, giving a sure grip on cool metal. She drew it across her throat, keeping her mind blank. Her hand shook as she brought her fingers up to her neck. No blood. She thought about the two alternatives facing her. Tomorrow would be an emotional moment. She was sure nothing could possibly match the anticipation of mounting the stairs over the hole. She had a horror of breaking down completely, of having to be restrained and thrown over the brink, rather than stepping off by her own volition. On the other hand, she felt reasonably calm now. All hope was gone. Could she meet her death now, by her own hand, in private? Was it better to go that way? it seemed to her that it was. She told herself that three times in succession and reached for the knife. She drew it over her wrist, shuddered, and felt her heart pound. She opened her eyes and looked down, and there wasn't even a red line. She was sure she had been bearing down. Something trickled over her cheek. Alarmed, she brushed it away. She sat in her chair beside the small table and gritted her teeth. She leaned over the table and rested her forearm on the surface. She put the knife blade to the soft part, looked at it, looked away, dragged her eyes back and felt them drying out as she refused to blink. There was a red trickle of blood. Put the knife down, Lilo. She jumped and dithered with the bloody knife in her hand, blushing furiously. Trying to hide it in the cushions of the chair, she turned to see who had entered the room behind her. Is it serious? he asked, walking toward her. She looked at it. Just a small cut, the bleeding almost stopped already. He tossed her a cloth, which she used to dab at the blood on her hands. Taking a seat a few meters from her, he waited until she had cleaned herself.